Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. All right, it's here. It's a madness. It's March and the VSEN College Basketball Betting Podcast. Must listen three times a week. Tim, Hume, Tim Murray, Matt Humans, Adam Burke. Break down every game, the props, the futures, conference tournaments. Check out VSEN's College Basketball Betting Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You'll love it. This is going to be a lot of fun. We'll begin the hour talking to a longtime friend of the show, but it's been too long since we've uh, had Richard Roper, film critic for the Chicago Sun-Times, on the program. Good morning, sir. How you been? Well, if it isn't the original Banshees of Inna Sharon, I haven't talked to the two of you <laughs> for far too long. How are you, my friends? Doing well. Doing yes, well. Sir. We will get into your Oscar ballot and betting on the Academy Awards coming up here in a little bit. I do want to ask you about a new show on Netflix uh, with golf, obviously, um, Full Swing, that is now out. It's been for uh, almost two full weeks. And just your thoughts overall on the docuseries that they created for this sport and overall the what Netflix kind of did with F1 racing, Drive to Survive, and how that kind of made that sport just even more popular. Can this same thing kind of repeat itself with uh, full swing in golf? Yeah, great question. You know, I look at it like from my standpoint, guys, I'm a basic sports guy, you know, like the, the big four and boxing and even F1. I'm not a huge golf fan. I'm a casual golf fan. You know, I tune in on Sundays. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll put a wager on once in a while. I, I probably can name the top 20 players for you, mm-hmm. but I'm not a huge, huge golf fan. But I was mesmerized and riveted by this show because I think one of the problems with the, with professional golf, now we have the two tours, but essentially this is about the PGA, is that we don't have a ton of personalities. Everybody knows Tiger, but, you know, back in the day you had the John Daly's and guys like that, and a lot of these guys kind of seem like machines. You know, they're, they're all really, really good. There's about 15 that could win any given Sunday, but you don't really get to know that. They're pretty closed off and guarded, you know, and to get to know a little bit more about a Jordan Spieth or a Brooks Kepka and just see them behind the scenes. One of the things I was impressed with, guys, is how much these guys work out. Now, some of these guys, like Kepka, he looks like an NFL safety, right? I mean, he looks like – but some of these other guys, they're in the weight room all the time. They're on the driving range after – They've just done, you know, the, the third round of a tournament. Uh, the dedication, and of course, you also get to see the lifestyle of these guys. You know, the homes they have, the private jets they're in. Uh, a lot of pressure, a lot of competition, but the spoils for those who are in the top hundred or so are incredible. Yeah. 
So I've heard. And that, by the way, that is all thanks to Tiger. I mean, you throw, throw it back to when he was in his prime, the field that he had to go against, it's guys with beer bellies and they're smoking cigarettes sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, the, the new generation realized, look, I want to be like Tiger. And in order to do so, I, need, I can't screw around. I have to be in the gym and I got to take this stuff seriously. It's very, very true. And again, you know, you see a couple of, of meltdowns too. And you see like, you know, how even the, obviously there's the four majors, but even the big tournaments on the tour to win one of those, you're talking about a million dollar payday. You're talking about sponsorship. You're talking about a lot. And if you don't, yeah, you get second or third place money, but it's a huge thing. So you see, you know, you think about the pressure, you know, there's 150 golfers in most tournaments, guys, one winner one and you think about what it takes to get there and when you get to the 14th and 15th so that's why i said i'd love to tune in on sunday even if it's something like the honda classic you know which is a great tournament but isn't you know a huge marquee event you're watching it and you're and then you're hearing the stories behind these guys and usually there's you know there's parents that really were there for somebody or maybe a little brother who was there all along the way and some of these guys have been friends since high school all of that backstory stuff that you get in full swing, the Netflix series, all of that gets you more invested and more interested in the actual game itself. How's Murtaugh murders? You know, that's interesting because the trial's going on right yeah. now. People have been following that. that and, and for people who don't know, there's a family in, in South Carolina, what they call the low country. They've dominated one section of South Carolina legally. Uh, they've had the solicitors, which are the DAs in the family. They've had this huge amount of power, but there's about five different deaths associated, either allegedly or, in this case, criminally charged, with the family. A boating accident, a death on the road, a housekeeper falling down the stairs, and then the murder of a, of a mother and her son, and the husband is on trial. And this is a guy that got into all sorts of trouble. This is so fascinating, guys, that HBO did a, did a documentary series three months ago and now Netflix is doing one. It's covering the exact same material, but it's one of those where if it didn't happen in real life, if this was a movie, you might not believe it. Yes, okay. no doubt about it. Your track record on this show is incredible, uh, and you're always uh, headed out of the park with your recommendations. I have to thank you for Sharper. You're the reason I watched the movie on Apple TV and got Apple TV. Juliana Moore was fantastic. Sebastian Stan, that was a good movie. Thanks to you, and uh, I, I enjoyed your recommendation. But it, you didn't think it's it's hard to find, right? You wouldn't think, hey, movie on Apple TV. There's so much content out there, guys. You know this. Your listeners know this. It's like it's one of the reasons why when people go on Netflix or Apple TV or Peacock, sometimes they get overwhelmed and they'll just watch Rocky Two for the fifteenth <laughs> time because they're like, I don't, you know, and I hope that's why I try to act as a kind of a clearinghouse for people every week with seven or eight or nine new reviews. So a movie like Sharper, and that's what it is for folks. It's a, it's a it's kind of a a cool slick thriller, like a film noir, as they used to call it, with with con people, con artists at the center of it. It's told from different. You mentioned the cast, John Lithgow's in there. I mean, it's an incredible yep. cast. Back in the day, that would have played in three thousand theaters. You know, nowadays at least there's a place for it. But you know, and also the Sharper, and that's you know sharps as we know from gambling. You know, a sharp somebody looking for an angle, somebody who's you know maybe in in on something. Sharper as a title, you're like, what is this about? You know, so it was not a great title. It kind of got lost in the shuffle, but it it is picking up a lot of momentum through word of mouth. Nationally uh, syndicated film and TV critic, Chicago Sun Times, Richard Roper show uh, as well. Check out the podcast and follow him on Twitter as well. And there's a virtual Q and A next week you can be a part of. More on that coming up. How about Creed Three that comes out and Operation Fortune? Guy Ritchie. Yeah, let's talk about Guy uh, Guy Ritchie and Operation Fortune. People know him from you know back in the day. He did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and all, he does all those movies where everybody talks really fast. And there's a crime thriller. He's a British guy. I uh, did The Wrath of Man with Jason Statham, The Gentleman in recent years. So Operation Fortune is another one of these con artist movies. Hugh Grant's in there. Jason Statham again. Aubrey Plaza, who I love. It's okay, guys. It's not mm. great. We kind of we kind of have seen this story a million times before, but you know, Guy Ritchie, he, they always look great. You know, they film some of this in Turkey, and then they're you know in in London and sweeping drone shots and cool editing. There's not any substance beneath that, but it's kind of fun. Okay, and Creed three, yeah, Creed three. Yeah, Creed Three. So Michael B. Jordan is now directing, just like Stallone. Remember Stallone, mm -hmm. of course, created the franchise. And 
I'll say this. I'm recommending Creed 3. This is the ninth movie, guys, in the Rocky franchise. I feel like we may have reached the end for this. You know, we're already to the point now where Michael B. Jordan's character of Adonis Creed, the son of Apollo Creed, is in retirement. But then, of course, he has to come out of retirement and fight his former childhood friend who's now become a villain. Jonathan Majors plays the guy that, that becomes his rival. It's all really well done, but we've seen it so many times before. Yeah. You know, and they try to do something different with the boxing scenes. The final fight takes place at Dodger Stadium instead of like in an indoor arena. Fight scenes look great. Michael B. Jordan's a huge star. There's some touching moments. But again, I mean, where are we going to go with this? You know, yeah. Stallone's not in it at all. For people who are asking, Rocky is not in the character, is not in this at all. There's no reference to him. He doesn't make a cameo. So if you're going, hoping to see Rocky Balboa one more time, I don't want people to be disappointed. They're not holding that back. The reality is he's not, in, he's not associated with, I mean, he's still associated with, because he created the character. Okay. Still gets a paycheck, you know. R- Richard, we're going to get to your Oscars ballot and betting on the Academy Awards coming up in about five minutes, but you are a Chicago guy through and through. The Bears are yeah. holding the number one pick in the draft coming up at the end of April. Paulie and I have talked about this a lot so far this week. I still think there's a... You know, I wouldn't be surprised, and but this is kind of like dissipating by the day. Um, earlier in the week, I felt like I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears would hold on to the number one pick just in case the package is not enough to trade down for this team. But overall, would you be like stunned, shocked, blown away if they actually held on to the number one pick? Yeah, because I don't think they need to, guys. I think they can get the, the, you know, the defensive lineman they need if they move down three or four spots. Um, I, you know... I'm just hoping they don't get the idea that they should trade to get the rights to Mitch Trubisky because they did that once before and it didn't work out. So, you know, <laughs> I, I say that jokingly, but you never know what the Bears. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I think they'll get I think they'll get a package. They'll move down because there are a couple teams like the Colts that really want to get a quarterback. Right. How do Bears fans feel about fields? I did love them. I think overall, you know, and, and, you know, there's some folks out there saying, oh, this, you know, this, that, I mean, you got to remember guys, he's, he's on the run all the time because he has the worst protection. Some of the worst protection yep. I've ever seen from an offensive lineman. It's not that he can't drop back and throw. It's that he's running for his life out there and he's a tough kid. He's a good kid. Uh, he works really hard. And I, you know, I, cause I know there's some talk, Oh, they should trade up. That's insane to, 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 you know, to put a couple of years investment into a guy, give him a couple more years. I think he can develop into a pro ball quarterback, even within a year, if they get him some protection mm-hmm. on the O line. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing about the, the, the scenario, the possible scenario that would send him away in a trade. When's the last time this organization had any hope at the quarterback position? I'm not, you can after one year with Jay Cutler, I think it was done. And then if they did that, so then you're going to draft Bryce Young and yeah, start all over, all over again. Gonna star, a star in the league, but then you're starting with a quarterback again, learning the system. You know, and, and that would be that to me is just nuts. Uh, get you know, get some protection for him. Uh, maybe work the schemes a little more to play to his strength. Yep. Hang tight, Richard. You're going to hang around for one more segment. Richard Roper, our guest, longtime film critic, Chicago Sun Times. He's doing a virtual Q&A next week that anybody can be a part of. And also, what should the true number be on Maverick, 16-1? What's the true odds, in his opinion, to win the best pitcher? Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you <laughs> telling me? The whole time. 
And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. You're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college hoops? We have you covered at VEASAN. VEASAN Pro subscriber. Get that intro offer only $9.99. Become one today. You get every play, every host, every guest, the betting splits, the betting reports, and the guides. Limited time offer, so sign up today. $9.99. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. The great Richard Roper, kind enough to stick around for another segment. And uh, we'll be talking Oscars here in a second. But you can talk Oscars and ask them anything you want. Richard, tell people about this event. Anyone, anywhere can sign up next week with the virtual Q&A. Yeah, and there's no strings attached to this, guys. We started doing this during the pandemic where it's a virtual chat. So next Thursday, March 9th, this would be at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'll be live. You can, you can tune in, so to speak, and watch me on the live stream. You can submit your questions in advance. Sometimes people don't want to get on camera and ask questions so this way mm-hmm. you just rsvp for free and you submit your question and then you'll get a link to the discussion and you just go to the sun times website and you'll get all the information i'll tweet it out as well as soon as i'm done talking okay. to you guys but it's a lot of a lot of fun we talk oscars but we talk all things movies sure beautiful also yeah. listen to the podcast available apple and uh, spotify we talked about this yesterday uh, in light of the david fincher comments that there won't be a mind hunter season three on netflix was there a show that you really liked but you were surprised it didn't take off and wasn't popular? You know, it's interesting because uh, there was a show that was out in 2009, 2010 on Stars when Stars was just starting to do original programming. It was called Party Down. It was a comedy about a bunch of caterers in Hollywood, and it had all these people who were just on the brink of making it big. Uh, Jane Lynch, Adam Scott, Megan Mullally, mm. you know, this incredible cast, and it, it, it only had 20 episodes, guys, on Stars. The last episode was watched by 70,000 people. People just weren't tuning in for whatever reason. They just brought it back for a third season on Stars 12 years later, wow. and they, they got almost all the original cast. They, uh, they also have uh, Jennifer Garner's in it now, the great Nick Offerman, and it's picking up these characters 13 years down the road. So that, I love, you know, we get a lot of reboots of, of popular shows like One Day at a Time in that 70s show, and that's great. But I'd like to see them bring back more of these shows like this. You know, you mentioned Mindhunter, and I know it's a super expensive show, but I still have hope that somebody somewhere would say, you know what, it's worth maybe taking a little bit of a loss to have the prestige of putting this show back on. Mm. Yes. Uh, My submission, by the way, was Deadwood. Lasted three years. I'm guessing... Uh, knowing kind of your track record here, you must have been a big Deadwood fan. Yeah, it's brilliantly done, you know, and it, it's interesting because you never know with these shows what's going to catch on. Uh, you know, something like The Last of Us, you knew was going to be a hit because it was a huge video game, right? You know, so that's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. But then you get something like like Squid Game. I didn't know anything about Squid Game, uh-huh. right? And all of a sudden, it, it, it took the world, not just the country, by storm. <laughs> 
And, you know, you can go all the way back to shows when, when, you know, when we were kids, you know, shows like Freaks and Geeks and My So-Called Life that had like a one season run on network television. So there's always going to be these kind of gems that for some reason didn't connect with a mass audience. Did, did you like Last of Us? It started off with a bang. Now it's been a little slow. What do you think of Last of Us? You know, I, I, I agree. You know, it started off, you know, the first maybe three episodes were incredible. I mean, we have seen this story a million times before, you know, this post-apocalyptic stuff. I mean, the cast is really good. I would agree, though. I, You know, I am not now at that point where I was with something like Game of Thrones where I'm like, oh, my God. I can't wait to see the next episode. Don't tell me what happens. I, I, I feel like it's lost. I lost a little of the buzz over the last couple of weeks. Richard, mm-hmm. you could not be any more transparent than you were in a column that you recently sent out at the Sun-Times. You shared your entire Oscars ballot, and you can bet on this stuff in some states, at some sports books, including DraftKings. And I'll, I'll read a small portion of this about Best Picture, as you put it. As much as I enjoyed Top Gun Maverick, it would be one of the least substantial movies of all time to win Best Picture, and yet there's still a little buzz out there saying this could be the upset winner at approximately 10 to 1 odds. That's what you wrote. At DraftKings recently, the show, the movie was 16 to 1. What would you put a realistic number there for Top Gun Maverick to actually win Best Picture? Yeah, I think that number is now more realistic because we've had like the SAG Awards and the Producers Guild Awards and the Golden Globes guys, you know, all these kind of run-ups to the big Oscars, mm-hmm. which are just a week and a half away. You know, as you mentioned, you can put down real money now. I, I don't think it hurts to, you know, put a small wager. I think everything, everywhere, all at once is going to win. But, you know, best picture, there's still three or four films Uh, that have a chance of sneaking in there. You know, you can't discount the Fablemans because people love, in Hollywood, Steven Spielberg. And even though the Academy has gotten younger and more diverse in recent years, it's still average ages, like 65. Uh, The majority are male and white, old-school Hollywood. And Hollywood loves movies about movies and movie-making, which the Fablemans is. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Fablemans sneaks in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good answer. How, how, yeah, that's a very good answer. Yeah. How about best actor? I have yet to see The Whale with Brendan Fraser. Uh, he is the favorite to win that category. I did see Elvis, the Elvis movie with Austin Butler. I thought he was sensational. He's around plus 125 at last check, but do you think this is Fraser's award? I do, um, and part of it is because people love Brendan Fraser. You, know, you remember him from way back when, when he was a big star in the 2000s with The Mummy and movies like that. He never really retired from acting, but he kind of was out of the spotlight. And then he comes back with this, you know, and people, again, Hollywood loves biopics. They love, you know, Elvis Presley. We've seen movies about Judy Garland and Ray Charles uh, and Johnny Cash and June Carter win Oscars. Uh, But we've seen the Elvis story so many times. And with the whale, you know, the guy transforms himself through prosthetics and CGI, becomes this 800-pound man. I think it's a great movie. It's not an easy movie to sit through. You know, it's pretty, it's kind of a tragedy in a lot of ways, but he's incredible in it. And people, I, I think people are looking for that standing ovation moment. And mm. if Brendan Fraser wins, there's your standing ovation moment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, one more category here, and that would be best actress. Then it's a very close, it's a two horse race here. Michelle Yeo for uh, everything, everywhere, all at once is currently minus minus one thirty five, and Kate Blanchett for tar is minus one Oh five. What do you think about those odds? And then tell everybody who you voted for. Yeah, I'm I'm still going with Kate Blanchett, but Michelle Yeoh has won a lot of awards recently. Kate Blanchett also has an Academy Award, mm-hmm. you know, and if somebody gets nominated all the time, Michelle Yeoh is someone who's been around for 40 years but has never been recognized with nominations. So there's that sentiment. It really is a coin flip. I, I'm going to stick with my original prediction, like you said. Once I once I fill out my ballot, I'm sticking with it. So. I'm saying Kate Blanchett for Tar. Okay, and by the way, the updated odds on the Fablemans is that's twenty-eight to one, as we speak for oh. this picture. And as you said, Hollywood they love movies about themselves. So, uh, is there any other dog that you've noticed uh, betting-wise across the board in any of these categories that you might uh, put a couple of shekels on? Uh, you know, we you know same thing with supporting actress. Uh, you know, the, the feeling was that for sure Angela Bassett was going to win, but Jamie Lee Curtis, guys, is getting a lot of momentum. Uh, and you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is another one. Hollywood royalty. You know, her parents were famous movie stars, uh, and she's been around for forty years, and people love her, but she's never been nominated for anything until now. 
So again, that's a feel good story. And she's great. Everybody who's ever worked with her and known her, nobody has anything bad to say about Jamie Lee Curtis. So I know she's not a huge underdog or anything, but I think that's a bat worth looking into. Yeah, they like movies about Hollywood. They like movies about Broadway shows. Yeah. It was controversy when it won. It was just on this past weekend, and we got into it on air a couple weeks ago. Did you like Birdman? I did. You know, it's interesting you mention that because it's the kind of movie you watch it and you admire it more than you love it because it's like a technical achievement and it's, you know, very different. But it's not a movie that if I click across, I'll stop on like a lot of other films. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, it's like you're like, OK, that's really cool. I don't really need to see it again. Yeah. OK. All right. Great job, sir. Appreciate awesome. it. Anytime, guys. You know that. You got it. And follow him on Twitter. He is at Richard E. Roper. That way you can find out again where you can be a part of the Q&A that he's going to be holding next week. And he did tweet out yesterday, again, everything that we just talked about with the entire list of categories, every single one of them, and every person and category that he yep. voted for. He shared everything uh, in his column on the Sun-Times. So that's very cool of him to do that. And again, you can bet on this stuff in some places. So um, his his winner... For Best Picture, again, everything, everywhere, all at once, is currently minus $12. But he did throw out the Fablemans as a potential sneaky one. A couple of weeks here to go, if you were to put a couple of bucks on it for uh, an upset winner, and that's at 28-1 to 1 as we speak. He also tweeted out, you know, with Maverick, and then he's got Mission Impossible coming up back-to-back summers. He tweeted out, like, a little bit of Tom Cruise resume. And he made a point that you could have your own film festival. with. Look at the run with Cruz. Risky business, all the right moves. Top Gun, Color of Money, Cocktail, Rain Man, Born on the Fourth of July, Days of Thunder, Few Good Men, The Firm, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, Eyes Wide Shut, Magnolia. He was unbelievable in Magnolia. Mission Impossible 2. That's all in the 90s, by the way. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm at 2001 now. Vanilla Sky, War of the Worlds, Collateral. I mean, how many stinkers has he done? Night and day was okay. People love Jack Reacher. I, I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of it. I thought it was okay. Edge of Tomorrow was on this past weekend. That's a phenomenal movie. It's another one. I mean, look at this list. It's a very strong oh, God. Uh, filmography. There's no question about Mission it. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 comes out July 14th. Uh, yeah, mark your calendars now. Golf handicapper extraordinaire Jeff Seeley on the Arnold Palmer Classic. Next. This is Follow the Money on v Welcome back. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 and win $150 in bonus bets. If your team wins a game pregame on the money line, download the app. Use promo code VEASAN. It's that easy. VEASAN. When you sign up, got to be 21. DraftKings.com for full details. Here we go. Our buddy, your buddy, everybody's buddy. Jeff Seeley, we like to call him Indie Jeff, on the program. You can check out CutMakerPod.com for all the latest plays in the podcast. His latest podcast, uh, Jeff, this is pretty cool. Dennis Paulson, who played here at the Arnold Palmer Invitational and had a really strong finish back in 2001. Uh, What were some of the names above him that year? Guys, this is funny. I mean, you think about how long ago this was. This was 22 years ago, and the leaderboard, Tiger won, followed by Phil Sergio and Greg Norman, four names that are very much in the news today in, in the golf world. Pretty crazy 22 years later, but uh, it, it was great having Dennis on, a guy who's played here several times, who's had some success and knows the course well, made for a great podcast. I encourage everybody to download it. Well, this is a, I mean, what an event again this year, as it is every single year, a massive prize pool of $20 million. And Jeff, I mean, it is a loaded field. It's a who's who of everybody. And it's like a lot of these elevated events, right? It's pretty crazy how um, how this is it's happening. And yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is this is going to be really tough. Twenty million dollar prize pool. And I was giving Dennis some grief when he won twenty took eighth twenty two years ago. He got ninety one k. I'm predicting eighth this year will be over five hundred thousand. So a uh, <laughs> l- little different, little different. Yep, yep. Tell us about the tell us about the course, and also the wind could play a major role. Yeah, guys, this is a this is a tough track, right? And so it's a traditional Florida course in a lot of ways, but there's going to be thick rough and 
talking to Dennis, he, he said this is one of the few courses you'll ever play where you can hear the ball hit the green from over 100 yards away. These greens are going to be rock hard and run like concrete. So it's going to be really hard to hold the green. You're going to have to be able to scramble, and you're going to have to be able to putt on really fast greens. But the, the biggest story this week is going to be the wind. Thursday, the wind's pretty benign. But if you've got a late Thursday, excuse me, late, uh, yeah, early Thursday, excuse me, late Thursday, early Friday start, um, you're in good shape. If you're starting late on Friday, looking at this, um, the wind is going to be starting at about 11 o'clock. It's going to be 20 miles an hour, 11 o'clock through about 5 o'clock. So I'm really looking at guys who are going to get off as early as they can on Friday morning, so late Thursday, early Friday. Um, I think that's going to be a key because there's a big difference between playing in 10 miles an hour and 22 miles an hour, right? Yeah, with okay. Gus, yeah. by the way. Yeah, okay, exactly. so then break it down. Then who are some of the guys in that time frame that you like? So, guys, there's obviously four favorites, I think, in this field, and I'm including Max Homa in this because I think he's earned it. But obviously, Rom, Rory, Scheffler, and Homa. Um, and when I look at that group, I, I, Scotty Scheffler is my favorite. He won this event last year. He, um, well, you know, Rom grades out, but Rom does grade out the best. So I like Scotty Scheffler. Um, but I, but I, I did parlay him with some of these guys. Um, but Rom grades out the best statistically. I, I played Rom. Um, so look at look at Scheffler and Rom, and look at parlay him if you like one of those. Um, Morikawa is a guy, though, guys. I played a little further down the board. 20 to 1 or better, you can find Morikawa. Drives the ball very well consistently. The best iron player on tour. His putter is slightly improving. It's going to be equally difficult for a lot of people this week on the greens. But what I like from Morikawa, in addition to the stats, is his current form. Finished top six in three of his last four. Course history, ninth year last time he played. Add that to being on the good side of the potential weather wave. Morikawa makes a ton of sense. He's top 10, 2 to 1. You can find him. I like that a lot from Morikawa. Jeff, when you say you've uh, parlayed guys like Rahm and Scheffler, uh, what are yeah. you parlaying with? Can you explain that to, to the audience? Have you done, do you do this quite a bit, and have you had success when you parlay it with, like, I'm guessing, what college basketball game's going on? That's exactly right, guys. You, I parlayed Scheffler with Alabama, Kentucky, and Davidson money lines. So you get a guy that's 9-1, to one, all of a sudden he's 18 or 19 or 20-1. to one. That, I think, is is a really good play. Um, and yeah, it, you know, there's some gamble there, right? But For sure. It's, it's a way to boost your odds, and I know you can do it at Circa. I was talking with Jeff Davis about this very thing. I'm excited when I come out there for the Masters to make some bets at Circa because I know traditionally they're going to have the, probably the best odds that I can find Masters-wise, and I'll be able to boost them with college basketball games on maybe even the national championship, right? I'll be out there for that on Monday. I may parlay the national championship to somebody I like or a few guys I like in, in the in the outrights as well. So it's a great way to boost your odds without having to look for another odds boost. Indy Jeff Seeley, our guest. The podcast is the Cutmaker Jeff podcast. And again, cutmakerpod.com is the website. A little bit further down the board then from, from Maura Coward. There's, there's a guy in the, uh, what, low to mid-30s who you like this week as well? Who's that? Yeah, guys, I like Tyrrell Hatton a lot. Um, he's had a win and a second in, in two of his last three trips here. And he finished sixth of the Waste Management also on Bermuda Greens, and has had three top 10s in the European Tour from September through January, so we know the form is there. You're going to have to score well in par fives. Hatton's seventh in the field, and that's that coming in. He doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. He gets the good side of the weather draw, so Hatton, I think, is very much in play. And then lastly, I played Keith Mitchell at 50-1. to 1. Mitchell's an elite long par. He's elite in long par four scoring, bogey avoidance, par five scoring, driving distance, and sand save. That's probably why he's finished inside the top six in two of his last four trips here. This is in Mitchell's backyard. His form is fantastic. He has two top fives in his last three events and has a solid weather draw as well. He's plus 750 at some shops with a no-dead heat rule for top five finish. I love that play. I also played him at DraftKings minus 120 over Tom Kim in a matchup. Oh, very good. I'm glad you brought that up too, by the way. I know Mitchell's form has been awesome, like you said, but other than you know, the 50 to one, there are other ways to approach this, like what you said there with the top five, or if you want to do a top 10 on somebody like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So then the big bomb here and the guy played really, really well last week, but explain why you like Eric Cole and his odds are just total bomb range. Yeah, guys, he's 300 to one on DraftKings, And it's, yes, it's a fairy tale bomb bet, but there's really something to it. He finished second at the Honda last week, and this is his home course where he's the two-time club champion. Yes, I realize this field was not playing in the club championship. I get it. But my point is this guy is more familiar with this course than just about anyone. And it's not like Eric Cole just came out of nowhere either. He finished 15th 
at Pebble in, in early February. He's had three top 40 finishes in the fall swing. This guy's a legit PGA Tour player. He ranks fourth in bogey avoidance, 29th in par five scoring, and 11th in scrambling, grading out third overall in the in the pod in the, the model that Dennis Paulson built on our pod last night. So add to that, he has the best possible weather draw you can have. He will be the first one off the tee on Friday morning to avoid the wind. It's the best 300 to one play I, I think I've ever seen. He's also plus 650 to finish inside the top 20. I'll bet I like a whole lot. There you go. So again, yeah, if you want to put some pizza money on a guy like that at 300 to one, or however you approach your uh, golf betting, but then to break it down a little bit better than that, grab the grab the plus 650. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a plus 650. I mean, a 300 to one would be amazing, but what's wrong with plus 650 in a top 10 or top 20? I mean, and then even like a top 40 finish. um, Tom Hoagie has been a guy that you've been on this year. Do you like him again this week, and how do you want to approach betting on him? I do, guys. He's been 29th in good drives and fourth in proximity from over 100 yards. I think he's the most underrated top 10 performer on tour. In the last 15 months, Hoagie has a win, three more top fives, three more top 10s, and five more top 20s. So in 35 events, he's finished in the top 10 in 20% of them. He has a top 15 finish here. He's made three of his last four cuts here. My only concern for him a little bit is the draw. My hope is he goes out early, posts a good number on Thursday, and can grind through on Friday and make the cut. I did bet him plus 700 top 10 because I think Tom Hoagie can get there. 90 to 1 on DraftKings. You want to throw a little pizza money on it. I think that's that's definitely worth a look as well. Very good. Again, follow him on Twitter. He's at Cutmaker Jeff, and the website is CutmakerPod.com. All the latest plays and all the podcasts that he posts there. Again, this week with Dennis Paulson, he finished Tied for eighth back in 2001 behind Woods, Mickelson, Garcia, and Norman. 22 years later, here we go. Jeff, uh, great, great stuff, man. Thanks for the time today. As always, best of luck this week. Thanks, fellas. Yep. Thank you. Be good. So a little bit of everything there from uh, Jeff. The plays, the favorites, the middle plays, long bomber there with Eric Cole. He would not get off the leaderboard last week. I, I bet the tournament, I think I had four outrights. I couldn't sniff a guy. Well, he wasn't even cl- nobody close last week. <laughs> Kirk's yeah. playing well. Yeah. Good run. Good story. Getting clean. Uh, his, that's, uh, that's phenomenal. Kelly Bidlin ha- had him here on uh-huh. Beeson on the Long Shots podcast, 32 to 1. So the Long Shots podcast has been very good since day one here on Beeson with all the, the collection mm-hmm. of. Uh, guys that they have to break it down, betting on the futures and outrights and a little bit beyond that, like Jeff did there too. And I'm glad he does a little bit of that too, because um, again, would it be great to hit a 90 to one in Tom Hoagie or a 50 to one in an outright or hell, even Morikawa? Yes. But what's the matter with cashing a nice ticket at uh, five to one on a top 10 or a plus 250 on top five, whatever it is. Nothing wrong with that. It's all good. Uh, it's followed the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we'll get into uh, is it real or is it Fugazi? There's a team in the top five that you might not be thinking about. Could be hot and heavy for a quarterback, believe it or not. We'll discuss that all coming up next here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. 
What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. More golf, Arnold Palmer Invitational, UFC 285 this week. Plus, the conference tournaments roll on in college hoops. Head over to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. They have you covered every line, odd, and boost. For all golf fans out there, a place to bet the Arnold Palmer with top 10 insurance and UFC 285 parlay insurance and more. Check out betrivers.com or download the app. Great menu and house special. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. Mitch Moss and Polly Howard are here to make you a friend of ours. That would mean you were made, guy. Investigating what is and isn't legit. That's a fugazi. That's a fugazi. We looked at it for two seconds. Seeing through the lines to make you a better better. I know you know. And I know you know I know you know. The FTM Army is being sent for. In our thing, you get sent for, you go in alive, you come out dead. And it's your best friend that does These two wise guys would never steer you wrong. Forget about it. This is Real or Fugazi on Follow the Money. All right. Real or Fugazi? The fourth and 15 in lieu of the onside kick must happen, and the NFL needs to take it from the XFL and put that in immediately. Well, I would, I would say the NFL has to absolutely consider it. Is it real? I mean, what you just said, must? I would love it. Will the NFL make it a must priority? Probably not. But should they? I would think that's two different things. Yes, because the onside kick is an irrelevant play. Unfortunately, it's irrelevant in the NFL in in today's sport. So they took away the effectiveness of what that's actually like for the team kicking off. Only three were successful. All of last year. The whole year. That's it. So why not 4th and 15 would add so much drama to the game? Again, people don't like change. The pitch clock stuff. You're going to like it. Yep. This, I think, would win people over, and I think it would be a total game changer. You know how exciting that is? Of course. It happened right away off the bat, first week in the XFL. That's a great idea. Fourth and 15, you get it, and then the drive continues. No outside kick. How many teams would actually try that before it's desperation mode? Right? Sure. Third quarter, uh-huh. I'll take my ch- we're up by 10. I'll take my chances. I'll go for it on fourth and 15. Yeah. Love it. Uh, another one. The Eagles tush push. Needs to stay real or fugazi? Well, that's absolutely real. Why would the NFL want to take that away? Because it's too easy for that team? I'll go back to uh, our buddy, Paul Stone, who tweeted this out during the Super Bowl. He said, you know, I hear that question all the time. Why don't more teams do it? It's because Jalen Hurts was like a power lifter in college, and he could squat 600 pounds. Not all quarterbacks are built the same way. So not every, this has been a carbon copy league for as long as I can remember. I don't want to put words in his mouth, uh, but and I don't think he said cheating. But not get, Peter King is, is anti-tush push, wants it out, wants to get because rid of they're it. so good at it. I, I, I did. you have a problem when Reggie Bush pushed Matt Leinart yeah. into the end zone against Notre Dame? Was that a big problem? I I don't have a problem with it. I don't. I don't. I also don't see how a team can stop it. I think it's a great job by the Eagles to uh, to do it. 
and and to take advantage of it, and that's it was, so, it was uh, easy. So you're yeah, telling me that because they were too successful at it, the yeah. league might step in and say one yeah. team can't do it anymore. Yeah, I'll look I think for, it's outrageous. Yeah. He has a whole long explanation on why he doesn't like it, but that's uh, okay. Seattle looking at a quarterback at number five, real or Fugazi? I'm going to say real yet again, and I'll give you a little bit of this. Now, again, it could be line season, <laughs> but this is from uh, Real GM talking football. Uh, both John Schneider, who was the GM up in Seattle, and uh, head coach there, Pete Carroll, they've talked about it this week, of course, with the combine going on. Now, they still they are probably going to re-sign Geno Smith the way it looks yes. anyway to like a two-year deal. Yeah. Why not bring in a guy and whoever that quarterback might be and who's there at five? It could it be a Will Levis or Anthony Richardson? Certainly possible. Are either one of those guys uh, ready to play in the NFL today? I would say probably not. So there's nothing wrong with sitting them for a year or two and learning the system and uh, you know the scheme and the players and the coaches for a couple of years. This is from Carroll. Quote, we are totally connected to the quarterbacks that are coming out. This is a really huge opportunity for us. It's a rare opportunity. We've been drafting in the low 20s for such a long time. You just don't get the chance with these guys. So we're deeply involved with all of that. End of quote. The last time they had a selection in the top five was 2009. They took a linebacker for it, what it's worth. Um, GM John Schneider, when asked how the Seahawks are looking at this year's quarterback class, quote, a lot. Every year, honestly. We really look at it a lot. Like I said earlier, we haven't picked fifth overall since we've been here. So, yeah. I got out to see a lot of the quarterbacks this year. It was pretty fun. But honestly, every year we've tried to do that. And we've tried to add quarterbacks. End of quote from Schneider. I think this is absolutely real where you can't be stunned if they would actually take a guy, like I said, at number five. They kept the pick and decided to go quarterback. Yeah, you never know. They signed Matt Flynn to that big deal. When they take Wilson, oh, wow, he's our starter, right? right? Embrace competition. Just what happened in San Francisco this past year. Right. Do I think that's the best idea? Uh, Depends on who uh, is on the board. Like, if Will Anderson is on the board at number five, I'd say don't take quarterback, take Will Anderson, right? But I will also point out that do we think Geno Smith is the savior because of what he did this past year? I will remind people again, he faded big time down the stretch. Um, so I, I, I don't know if you can really bank on this guy yep. to be there and be super effective again over the next year or two. The pitch clock is one of the best moves a sport has made in a long, long time. With the MLB, real or Fugazi? I want to let it play out a little bit and let it breathe in the regular season. But so far, to me, so good. And uh, kudos to the people who are making these videos on Twitter and social oh. media go viral. Oh, There was, and I know you're going to bring up one example. I think right. it was, this, it, was it, Baez was pitching in the playoffs in 2016. And they did an overlay of that video at the same exact time of Jose Altuve hitting an inside-the-park home run. Jose Altuve would have done the, there was enough time for him to hit the inside the park home run and round the bases seven times in between pitches that were thrown. How, 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 I, how I do you fight understand. this? How, okay. how is it a bad idea? Amen, brother. It's not. So I, I tweeted this out yesterday at Paulie Howard on Twitter. Take a look at it. How are you against this pitch clock? This is the type of stuff that eh, I don't want. It's, it's one thing. I don't want the three-and-a-half-hour games or I want offense, but you can't have the standing around grabbing your ass and doing nothing. Look at the video I tweeted out. It was also bias. A pitcher just threw an entire inning, completed an inning before bias threw a pitch. Yeah. The stuff that this sport must get rid of is the guy looking and bias looks in for the sign, right? And then he comes set, <laughs> and he waits, and he waits, and he waits. So finally, the batter calls for time. Then he walks off the mound, takes a little stroll, comes back, gets ready again. Looks in for the sign, waits, and then does the fake to second and steps off. I mean, it's two minutes without throwing a pitch. It's ridiculous. Of course it is. Not the men that throw over to first again and throw over to first. And they can't, between the, the stupid meetings at the mound, come, it, it, get in the box. It should take, it, I mean, we played baseball growing up. It's like, what are you doing? You know, that's adjusting the batting gloves. The, the, not everyone's a Nomar Garcia par, but you see a couple guys like that and always touching the, the pitcher, touching the hat and fidgeting. The ritual. and Get the ball, get in the box, and let's go. Yeah, there was a – Too pl- much of this. This is, you're gonna, If you can shave 20 minutes off a game, which would be easy right. to do by just saying 8, 10 seconds, let's go stay in the box. I will say this is going to change um, how people attend baseball games 
because it is kind of like a daily event where you can go out there. You know you're going to in a lot of spots, right? Soak up the sun for a full day. You might get there a half hour before the game, walk around the ballpark. You have a couple of beers, take the kids, a hot dog, you know, some pitchers, and you're going to sit there for and t- you're going to Vin Scully pull up a chair. We're going to be here for a minute, right? It totally changes when if you go to a game on a regular basis and you're there with the family or some one of your friends and you expect to get three hours out of it or three yeah. plus hours. Yeah. You go from that to maybe two hours in a Greg Maddox type of game. Yeah. You know what? It, it happened to me though, and that's fine. I, every yeah. year I would drive to Wrigley Field. It was an eight-hour drive from Minneapolis. Right. And John Smoltz uh, shut out the Cubs and Jim Bollinger. It's two nothing. The game was two ten. But it, th- those are the breaks. And that's, that's. But I still had a great time sitting in the bleachers. Of course. Like that's yeah. how. It, but the, you can't. Things change. People change, and you can't do this anymore. College football is looking at it too. Yeah. You can't have three and a half, four-hour games. No, they're they're. You, you can't do it. Yeah. The. If if baseball becomes a two-hour event or a two twenty two thirty, do you know how much more friendly that is on TV than it is today? I'm just I, I'm sorry. Um, the younger demographic puts that on and says, "Nope, thanks." No they, way. They, they immediately change the channel. Can't, I can't do this when you just see the stand and nothing happening. Yep. Standing around, no pitch. Step off. Throw to first. Okay. Meeting at the mound. I mean, nothing is happening. I. I bring up to I, I bring up Major League Baseball to people who are probably 10, 15 years younger than me. It is it, the last time I got a reaction other than somebody like Jonathan Von Tobel who works here at the network. It's what baseball? No, haven't watched it. I, there's no chance I would ever give it a, a prayer. You, 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 well, you also play 162 of these too, which is a whole other discussion. I know, but it's I like, know. Come on, yeah. I can't again. Going back to the, the, I love the one thing that I love Peter King. He's the best there in the business. He's anti-tush push. Ah, oh, that's not good. Because a team exploited this and they couldn't be stopped on fourth. And you know how many teams are awful on short yardage situations. Yeah. A team like they should be rewarded for this. Yeah, I know. We'll look at uh, college basketball coming up next. I added a couple of future bets with long odds. I'll tell you why next. Well, the- Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.